Well, good morning. It is Monday, September the 21st in 2020. Yesterday, on Sunday the 20th of 2020, we had a worship Sunday. So there was not a podcast recorded for our podcast this week because we worshiped the entire day. So I just wanted to take a few minutes and kind of, if if you are a podcast listener, update you on some things that's going on at Vine Churches where I sh- share a little bit of my heart for this week, uh, for you to listen to. So, uh, first off as a church family, we are starting back our family gatherings. So what those are is as a church family here at Vine Church, we are very, uh, I don't want to say particular. We're very careful to not call the Sunday morning gathering church because church is not a service. Church is not a building. Church is a family. It is the people of God. It's not a certain pastor, a certain set of way of doing things. A church is a family of people that are committed to following Jesus together. So uh, as a church family, Vine Church, we have three different types of gatherings that we do as the church. The first one is our worship gathering on Sunday mornings. The second one is our prayer gathering on Wednesday nights, which is currently virtual over Facebook. And then the third kind of gathering that we have as a church family that the church gathers together is family gatherings. These are gatherings in homes in much smaller groups of people gathering together to grow together spiritually, to grow together relationally. Now, you can call them Bible studies. You can call them house churches. You can call them home groups, whatever you want to call them. It's not really important what you call them. I don't think it's important what we call them at all. So we just call them family gatherings because it's just a gathering of the church family. It's a gathering of families in the larger church family. Thus, we call them family gatherings. You know, if you want to be a part of one of those family gatherings and you're not already, uh, please just email me, Nathan at vinetrustville.com. Uh, there's actually a form on the website you can fill out that emails me directly. You can go there and do that if you'd like to get more information about our family gatherings taking place. You know, as a church family, this season of COVID has been an interesting one, right? I mean, it's been an interesting one for, for all of us, no matter where we are in life. But even as a church family, it's been, a, it's been an interesting one. You know, I know so many of you just feel disconnected from others, which during a season of quarantine, social distance, that's going to happen. That, that's going to take place. It's going to be normal. To, it, it is normal right now to feel disconnected relationally and maybe even disconnected spiritually. So uh, what I wanted to do is offer you just some encouraging words for this week. One, the first encouraging word is don't quit. Don't quit. If sometimes whenever we feel disconnected, we can start to drift away from the things we've done in the past because the lack of connection uh, that we feel translates in our minds into a lack of purpose or a lack of meaning. Just because we're disconnected currently because of this season of life doesn't mean that there's no meaning. doesn't mean that there's little purpose in staying connected. 
what it really means is it's a time to press in and maybe it's going to take a little bit more work, a little bit more effort to stay connected and that's okay. I think for too long, the body of Christ has chosen the easy way out. We've chosen to do the least amount possible to stay a quote unquote Christian. Well, during this season and time, it's taking a little bit more effort. It's taking a little bit more work to stay connected to the body of Christ, to stay connected to the church family, to stay connected to other believers, but also to stay connected to the kingdom of God's purpose on the earth. You know, it's become more difficult to bless other people. Uh, It's become more difficult to share our faith. It's become more difficult to give generously when we're on a tighter budget. It's become more difficult to talk to our neighbors because there's social distancing, right? You know, there's a lot of these things that have become more difficult. But I'm reminded of the early church uh, back in the book of Acts, whenever the disciples were first preaching the gospel and they faced tremendous persecution. It wasn't easy for those early disciples to share their faith. It wasn't easy for those early disciples to share their belongings and their possessions to love other people well because they were under constant scrutiny and constant persecution. You know, when we look at the church in China right now, I mean, there's over a hundred million believers in the country of China that are not allowed to meet together in large buildings with big services and music and all of this. And so for Christians, believers in the West, we've had it so easy. And now we're facing a difficult time or, or, or not, I, we're facing a time that's made it just this, the, the little, just the tiniest bit more difficult to have the comfort and ease that we've experienced for so long in our gatherings, in our walk of faith, in our fellowship with one another, in our witness, in our evangelism strategies. You know, for a long time, it's been possible to be a follower of Jesus, but not really experience hardship when it comes to our faith. Not that we haven't experienced hardship in our life, but hardship in our faith. And now is a time where we can feel disconnected, we can feel socially distant, and that can make it more difficult. So my encouraging word is don't quit. Press in, lean in, don't lean away. Lean into Jesus, lean into the gospel, lean into the kingdom of God. Don't quit, don't lean away. My second encouraging word for us is Never stop praying. I realize that might be similar to don't quit because it says never stop, but specifically when it comes to prayer. One of the greatest indications that we are drifting away from our relationship with God is a lack of prayer and a lack of reading scripture. One of the greatest uh, personal litmus tests we can take to see where we're at spiritually is, are we still talking to God? Are we still having honest conversations with our Heavenly Father? You know, when times are difficult, when times are tough, uh, it's a time where we can lean into prayer, but we have to have the right view of prayer. Some of us, we've only really prayed when things were good, or we've approached our prayer time with God with a 
a filter on that says we have to put on our best clothes and put on our best words to pray. Well, that's not real. That's not true. Prayer is simply a conversation with our Heavenly Father. He cares about what we care about. He's listening to us. He wants to hear from us. But he wants us to be honest and authentic in our prayers. To come to him and say, God, this really stinks right now. God, what is going on with me? What is happening with my family? What is going on with my job? God, I'm suffering. I'm I'm struggling here. Father, I need you. Father, I need you. God, this is not fun. Like, this is not fun right now to be honest with him. So many times God fills us with light, fills us with hope, fills us with joy whenever we are honest in prayer. Number three, my my third encouraging word for us to consider is to uh, to be more loving. To be more loving. You know, there's so much division, so much hate speech. There's so much... uh, so much talk and talk and talk and talk and talk that would try to divide us. And sometimes even as followers of Jesus who know scripture, we can look at others who are maybe pushing an agenda that is contrary to scripture and we can begin to criticize the individual, begin to even bring about hate towards a person or a group instead of disliking the uh, the agenda, we begin to dislike the person. When we look at scripture, we see Jesus loved people. He loved people who were doing wrong. He loved people that were completely and totally misguided and, and deceived into believing evil. He loved people who did evil. He loved people who did evil. He hated the evil. He hated the injustice. He hated the wrong, but he loved the people. He loved the people. During a time where we can see all kinds of division, all kinds of hate speech, uh, we can see people pushing agendas that are contrary to scripture. We must be careful to not hate any person. Hate the evil, but love the people. Now, when it comes to our view of other people and what we consider to be evil, uh, and when it comes to our language, when it comes to our mindset, how might our mindset, our language shift if we really begin to pray dearly for the people who are pushing an incorrect agenda? If we begin to love them and care for the people but hate the evil. Care for the people, love the people, but hate the evil. How might our mindset, how might our prayers, how might our conversations shift if we took on the eyes of Jesus and we saw broken, hurting people the way he did, full of love and full of compassion? Don't quit. Never stop praying. Be more loving. Hey, I love you guys so much. And I'm excited about this next week to bring another talk out of our, the book of Hebrews. Uh, I'm pumped to be walking through this with you all, my church family. 
Love you all so much. Don't forget to... (laughs) Don't forget during this crazy season of life to be a blessing to someone else. Be a blessing to someone else. Don't just think about yourself. Let's think about others. Love you.